You know, I, I actually like this chair. It's just my big fat body getting in it. <laughs> All Mormon missionaries serve voluntarily <laughs> and do, do not receive a salary for their work. I do not get that. I totally do not get that. I thought they were paid by the church, at least paid for their room and board. I mean... Am I wrong? This this week or last week, wasn't it released that the Mormon church is sitting on billions and billions of dollars? They oh, stock they, trade. They are. They fucking trade so, NFTs and shit. So what? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like They, they got trade... billions and billions of Bitcoin, dude. They, they fucking... probably have Pokemon cards, too. <laughs> they got in the, the Mormon church. Beanie Babies. They got into Beanie Babies early, dude. <laughs> the Mormon church got into the GameStop thing so early. They made so much money off that shit. <laughs> like, and they're sitting there like, don't gamble, but we're going to put all our money on GameStop. I'm really surprised that that kind of worked because GameStop's still around. <laughs> There's yeah. one down the street. Their stock price is higher than it was before that whole thing. Yeah, I'm surprised that it worked. Because all the all the tech bros are betting that GameStop is going to lead us into the Web3 uh, revolution. <laughs> GameStop is going the way of music stores because everything's digital now mm -hmm. so there's no reason to go buy a game or go buy it like if you walk into a game have you been in a GameStop recently uh yeah fairly recently it's like wall-to-wall -wall just Funko fucking Pops. toys yeah, yeah that's all it is now <laughs> that's all it is now yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't help that they make the buying process so excruciating. You have to sit through like a five-minute like talk about their membership and the protection services that they offer for your $5 used video game. Yeah, no, they go crazy. I, I have a more nitpicky yeah. issue with GameStop. I don't like shopping at stores that don't have defined lines where people kind of just start forming a line. Yeah, yeah. I deliberately avoid them because... I get very angry about it. Like so, AutoZone drives so, me fucking insane. So you don't get so you don't get gas at uh, Sam's Club. <laughs> not, not this one. I go to the Sam's Club near my parents. The Sam's Club on Spring Mountain. Yeah, is a fucking shit show. I fucking hate it. I was just there today. <laughs> yeah, for thirty minutes. Is getting it just gas. like it's just every man for themselves out there? Like you just take try to get in line. Some will have one line, and that divides up into two when uh -huh. it gets to the pumps for both sides. But if you're over far enough, someone's going to go vroom and rush in and get and cut. Right. So, so then I sometimes, get like right in the middle. Do sometimes there's like some pumps have one line for both sides and then other pumps have one, one line, line for each pump? Or, yeah. yeah, one line for each side. Yeah. And it's exactly. just the nature of like the, of having multiple pumps in a row. Mm. Like the Sam's Club in my parents' house, all of them are next to each other. So there's one line per pump. There's you can't like just go around another car and get the one in front. Oh, so there's not there's just one. There's not yeah. Two. There's just one, and they're all there's like the same number of pumps, but they're all in one, in one file. One. I guess you both talk about that's the that's the one. Are you talking about the one on like Eastern? Yeah, the Eastern yeah, and Surrey. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But that gets a pretty big line too. Oh, I fucking hate it. Yeah. But yeah, anywhere that doesn't have a set like standard for lines, I just tend to avoid. Because it's frustrating to me, and I will fight somebody who just cuts the line because they didn't they didn't know where it was, and, and you can't blame them because yeah. sometimes there's like a line for like multiple registers, but there aren't multiple. 
people in the, in the store. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they're waiting for someone to help them at a register that isn't manned. Yeah. It's yeah. GameStop's weird because they they fill the whole middle aisle with stuff. So you can't even like properly form a line, even yeah. when there is a line. You gotta you gotta swirl around. Uh, I saw a line going out the store for Tears of the Kingdom when that came out, and uh, yeah, I was just I was thinking like I I haven't been in a GameStop line for that long, let alone like a midnight release. I remember I always thought those were fun though. I, I I went to one. It was like Halo Four. That was a bad game. I never went to like a midnight release for a game, or really anything. I was a stay home and just get it when it comes out the next day. And now it's just get it online. And, right. Yeah. Or now just like pre-order it. it now and then you just go it. pick it up whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. Now it's get it at 9 p.m. because of Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Thank God for that. When did that change? I feel like that just suddenly started happening and I was like surprised at how you'd get TV shows early and and then, and maybe just times. I think when we changed. were still in college, it, games were still released at midnight. Midnight, yeah. Your, like whatever time zone you were in. I think it's when like digital downloads started going on more often oh, than it probably. was. Probably, like, I bet yeah. you that's what it is. Because like everyone on the East Coast is downloading it already. I could pretend I'm on the East Coast probably with some VPN or something, and I could over. download it. Yeah. yeah. So whenever I worked retail, I worked for a, a music retailer um, that's no longer warehouse music and I worked for GameStop. Um, and it was always, um, you either released it at midnight or the day of release, or you could release it if you had proof that Walmart released it early. Oh, if someone broke release date, then you could, you could also do it. Was it just Walmart or was it like other stores on the list? Walmart as well? was notorious for doing it every week. Yeah. If there was something big, they would do it. They wanted like, to get like the jump on Eminem it. Like Eminem albums, yeah. like like all of that was like we were on watch if if district managers would go in and and area secret managers shop. would would <laughs> secret shop yeah. at 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 Walmart's and if they saw it out, they they'd take a picture of it or they would buy it. And then they would call and say, "Put put your product out." Walmart book release. That was that was a good one. <laughs> that was me. I never do that. <laughs> <laughs> when it started happening, I wasn't sure if it was coming from me or from Jose. Because normally, it's Jose. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that was me. <laughs> I knew it wasn't me. I was talking at the time. <laughs> Or like, imagine that's like the death rattle, and I just like I didn't know, and that's the last thing you hear from me. <laughs> I feel like um, retailers don't break uh, the release date too much anymore. It, I'll always see like Amazon delivered not, it early. Sort yeah, of I thing. see yeah. Amazon delivers it not early. If, but. Not if not if that has all changed. If that's all changed because of um, early downloads, because mm-hmm. that's a release. Um, if it's early download at a specific time, then you could probably sell it. At that time, you put out your product and right. you get it out. Yeah. We always had to wait until Tuesdays to release stuff. Um, most everything was released on Tuesdays. But yeah. I guess, yeah, Tuesday is the release date for all those things. Mm-hmm. Huh. Crazy world. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy world. A very crazy but world. But everybody's buying digital shit now. So, I mean, I would like to have a physical copy of it because digital stuff is just 
it's non-existent to me. And the problem with like modern games, physical games, is you have to download them anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All it is is the code for your game. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Because I had to download uh, Hogwarts, Hogwarts yeah. Legacy. It's like, thank you for yeah. buying the disc. Download 60 gigabytes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I need to put the disc in to access my game. Which is like so weird. Or like I, I remember like Game of the Year editions used to have all the content on the disc. And now if the game is on the disc, the DLC that you get with the Game of the Year edition is just a code also. Right. Yeah. So there isn't really Game of the Year editions anymore. Well, I think it's too, isn't it too big to put on a disc anymore? I'm sure they can. Sure. They did multiple discs before. Well, well the GTA Blu-rays, was multiple discs. Yeah, Blu-rays yeah. were. Blu-rays can only hold five gigs. I have no. I I I don't know. I don't. I have some down there in that bottom drawer, and I yeah. could I could clarify that. But I know they can't hold sixty gigs worth of information. So I that's think, probably why. Yeah. I assume but, games run faster, like through just like having it all in their storage, anyways. But I run mean, faster if it's on your SSD. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? I'm I'm no computer scientist. <clears throat> um, <laughs> is, the milk, is the milk hitting you? <clears throat> I've been fighting it too. Well, welcome to dinner with the movies. I'm, I'm dinner what? with a movie, singular Din- dinners movie. With, dinners with some movies. Dinners with what was the other movie? <laughs> <laughs> dinner with the movie. I'm your host Blake, and as always, I'm joined by Brandon, and we're joined by Jose. <laughs> and this week we watched Wind Gosh. River. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Spooky. Uh. <laughs> we <laughs> we ate this week. Um. Flatbread, eggs, and milk. Fry bread, not flat bread. Fried bread, bread fried eggs, bread. and milk. milk. Um, and we also had some sausage in the eggs. It was very tasty. I thought the fry bread was all right. It was good. I thought it was very good. Yeah, you mentioned it was a little chewy, but I thought it was actually. I thought the texture was pretty good. I it might have been that first one that I got because I cooked that one longer than the rest of them because mm-hmm. I, you know, I was trying to clean up. Because you only like cook it for like. 30 seconds on mm-hmm. one side, then 20 seconds on the other side. It, it's really quick. Um, so I had my whole thing going, um, but I think it was that first one. Cause yeah. the second one I had was, was nice. It wasn't as chewy. Yeah. That with some butter on it. Plus the eggs that you got in there. It was really, really Fuck tasty. They really were good. good. It just, I just, just felt like I was at home eating eggs with tortillas, but <laughs> they're kind of tortillas, bread. but they're fried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was good. Yes, it was tasty. Um, that meal is what is offered to Corey's son in the movie uh, mm-hmm. when they go to the the, the grandparents' house. Um, and milk is mentioned a few times. Uh, no one ever drinks it, but no, Corey it's mentioned. Yeah, tells, it's mentioned twice. Multiple people. Do you want to drink milk? I think two times. <laughs> you want to drink milk? I have milk. Well, he asked Casey. He asked mm-hmm. his son if he wants milk when his son woke up from his bad dream. Mm-hmm. And he asks Jane. Yeah, he Jane? asks Jane when she comes when over. When she comes over. We got yeah. milk. Do you want some milk? I have coffee, milk, and well water. Right. Is well what, water. Well water. I mean, we none of well, us. Well water is pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't drink it in Wyoming. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it could probably catch fire there. The well water? Good chance. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, this was my movie. 
Uh, I chose Wind River. Why did you choose Wind River? So when we were putting in our movies in the jar, um, I chose two of Taylor Sheridan's movie, Wind River and Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water is written by him, and this one's written and directed by him. Um, I saw this in the theater. I think it was 2017. I'm taking all of Jose's fun facts. That's okay. Um, <laughs> and I loved it. It was like my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies that year. Um, I, I, this was a movie that I was really impressed with. It was right when it was kind of around the time where I was starting to do film stuff. Um, and we, 2017, we were in school. Yeah. Like, uh, it was like, I wanted to be artsy, you know, watch all the indie movies and stuff. So uh, it was maybe a year in, but this was the year before we went to Sundance, right? I think so. I think so too. I think so. Because this was at Sundance. This released at Sundance. Yeah, it wasn't at Sundance when we went. So No, I think it was the year before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm curious to hear what you both think about it. Because on this rewatch, I have very different opinions about this movie. I I don't really like this movie. In fact, I, I very much dislike this movie. Really? Uh, this rewatch. Oh, this is your life itself. <laughs> yeah, this is my life itself. Uh, uh, mm. That's interesting. Yeah, and and... and there's parts of it that I, I are as good as I remember it, and then there's a lot of it where I, I there's some just suggestions and some suggestions in my mind that I think could make it so 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 much better, and that makes me upset. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get into it. Brandon, what's your? Oh, I have some suggestions, but it didn't it didn't harm my viewing of the movie. Mm-hmm. What's um, your... I had never seen it. Uh-huh. I had never seen it. I'm I'm interested in his work now. I'm interested in in watching this it's this. Is the last of a trilogy, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of a trilogy of well, they 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 just finished shooting the part two of this in March. Really? Mm-hmm. Of Wind River? Mm-hmm. I think different oh. like cast, but yeah. just Wind River too. Because yeah. the uh, I don't th- I don't think it's gonna be the same no. cast or the same yeah. family or anything like that. That's really interesting because like the trilogy is kind of like a a tone it's trilogy. Su- Coro, yes, Sicario, uh, Sicario, Sicario, and Hell or High Water, Water, Water and this and is this. the third. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Continue. Um, I'm very interested in watching, um, watching his stuff now. Well, could Hell or High Water could show up next week? The mayor of the the Jeremy Renner show, the mayor of whatever it's called, East Town. Is it East Town? Oh no, that's a uh, Kingstown. 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 There's mayor that's, of Kingstown that's, that's, and mayor of Easttown. <laughs> that's him. That's him too. That's uh, yeah. Sheridan is what's his Taylor name? Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, it's his show. Yeah, I actually didn't know he did that one because that's that's a recent. I remember just seeing promotional stuff for that. Seems like show. all his stuff's on Paramount. Yeah, and yeah. he also does Yellowstone. He does Yellowstone. Yeah. He's a very uh, Western. Tulsa guy. King, both the. Prequels to Yellowstone. Um, something else called Lawman that's also part of the Yellowstone. Lawman. Special oh. Ops something. Yeah. So he's in a lot of TV shows. Almost every TV show that I've seen of his, I've seen like critically acclaimed. Yeah. I'm curious if he directs those shows. Do you know? We'll, we'll, we'll get into fun facts, I, I guess. I doubt but. it. I doubt it. he directs the TV shows. He may, he may do one or two, but TV directors come and go. Yeah, yeah. They're not, I doubt he uh, show runs it, too. That'd be too big of a job. Um, he might. Yeah. But, yeah. 
So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it made me interested in his, um, I, I actually, um, kind of appreciate this movie. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to hear. So, I thought you were going to hate it because Elizabeth Olsen, uh, oh, <laughs> period. I have a lot to say. Perfect. Yeah. I'll say, how about you? Uh, I had never heard of this before. Um, I don't think I've ever, I knew of the stuff that he's the director and writer of has done, but I didn't know it was him. And that was all, this was his entire, like I was saying, everything that I've seen that he's done now, I've heard very good things about not knowing it was all the same writer. I had no clue he did all those shows. Yeah. Um, the last thing I saw his name is when I was telling you guys a couple weeks ago about how he gets paid however many millions to film Yellowstone on his own mm-hmm. personal ranch. Yep. But I I like this. I it, I'm kind of in the same vein as Brandon. I I liked it in, enough to it makes me want to watch some of the other things that he's uh, written mostly. Just to I. I Really interested in how his writing works in a tele- television uh, format. More of a, you know, just longer series, more time to develop the characters. So I'm, I'm interested to watch what else he is able to do. I, I like the movie for the most part. I have one main, like, issue with it, like, more of, like, a cliche thing. But besides that, for the most part, I, I thought I was enjoyable. I was entertained for the whole movie. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Okay. How about your logline, Brent? Were you going to say something? A fishing game officer dealing with his own grief uses his hunting skills to aid an FBI agent in a murder investigation on a Wyoming Indian reservation. The Wind River Indian Reservation. All right. By your fun facts, Jose. Uh, alrighty. So, Wind River came out in 2017. It has a runtime of an hour and 47 minutes. And it, as we've mentioned, it was written and directed by Taylor Sheridan, who also, as we mentioned, did Yellowstone, Sicario, Hell or High Water. I did confirm he directed the entire first season of Yellowstone wow, and wow. wrote it. Jeez. Wow. Um, the following seasons, he does have other directors come in, but he is a writer. He has writing credits on every episode. I mean, he's running the show. He's the, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the showrunner. Uh, I think he's a showrunner for all the shows we mentioned. That's crazy. Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, he's Tulsa. living my dream. <laughs> yeah, he's writing, showrunning, and directing. Getting paid for not, not directing. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. He's getting paid for, for the set. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. This guy's living his dream. He's he's doing a lot right now. Um, and like you said, Blake, he is only uh, he only wrote Hell or High Water. He didn't direct it. This was his first. Uh, directing movie, and then the next movie that he directed was Those Who Wish Me Dead. And besides that, what mostly is, writing credits. What movie is that? Those, that what is that? What is that familiar? I, I don't think I've heard of it. Uh, it has Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah, that's I, I didn't watch it. I think I saw the thumbnail on Prime or something. Yeah, that yeah. came out 2021. Uh, and then, yeah, so rest... Everything else has been writing credits, and then he 
He's directed on Yellowstone, Mayor of Kingstown, 1883, and Lawmen, and then writing credits on everything else, producing, creator. He's a showrunner on everything but Tulsa King. But everything else he's a showrunner on. So yeah, this guy's he's busy. Yeah, that's crazy. I honestly I was uh, when I was thinking about this movie before like a long time ago or somewhat recently. I was I was like I haven't seen any of his stuff. I don't I guess he's not making movies anymore and I had no clue he was that busy. He's that's making crazy. TV. <laughs> yeah, he's making tons of TV. Um Yeah, okay. We can move on to my character corner. There's quite a bit quite a bit yeah, of Yeah, there is. Um we got our boy Corey. Um I can't remember his last name. <sighs> Corey is our lead man. He's the hunting man. He hunts predators. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember his last name. Um, but Corey Sheep. Corey Livestock. A little, limb, a little one. Corey. A, a little sheep. Baby sheep. Corey Lamb. And then... Um, Corey Lamb Chop. Hey, Ernie. Corey Lamb hey, Bernie. Hey, Bert. Corey Corey Lambert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, his son is Casey. Um, his uh, ex-wife is. Um, I have a lot of, of. She's a Flintstone. Wilma. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if Wilma was his because uh, looking at like the IMDb and trying to like they're all meshing together, but I, I didn't know if Wilma was like you're borderline being racist. You just right said now. they all look the same, but uh, you're words. borderline <laughs> being racist right now. Okay, as if that doesn't happen with every single movie to me. <laughs> That's why it's borderline. We yeah, okay, know sure. we know it's not actually <laughs> racism, but it's racist here because they're Native American looking. <laughs> okay um you know uh, <laughs> um i feel like i have enough history on this podcast to back me up i'll also give you credit that it's the same actors playing native americans at every movie and tv I was show gonna say that yeah them like they play the same and i know yeah, yeah, i know the lot. guy who plays martin in this it is in i think almost everything taylor sheridan's done i know he's in yellowstone he's in hell or high water i think um yeah, he's 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 in that a lot. I saw um, Graham Greene, who who is the the cop, the chief. Uh, and, yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna love this movie because <laughs> I just love him. As he's great. He's, he's so great. good. And the chief is Ben, right? Ben, yeah. uh, I don't know his last name. Um, uh, you want his last name? Okay, but I'm gonna say like. When I'm saying like getting things mixed together, it's like Ben <laughs> and Annie. It's not like Native I, American. We know names. what you mean. <laughs> we know what you mean. We, we know it. They're mean. not like their name isn't Wind River. It's it's not it's not like what I said about the I'm guy getting, from. I'm uh, getting the person that plays wind and the person that plays river completely mixed up. <laughs> it's not like my uh, not knowing Miguel's name from Tremors and saying like Juan. <laughs> um. Okay, who else did this movie? Um, uh, who else? Uh, ben is the police chief. Martin is the father of uh, Natalie, who was the girl who who died. Um, I think Annie is the mother mm-hmm. of the girl who died. Um, Natalie's brother is Chip. Mm-hmm. Um, You're doing really well. Thanks. Uh, the 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 druggy guy who was at Chip's place, who's who's I think it was his place, it was uh, Sam. I think 
The guy who gets shot by Jane. Yeah. I only know his last name. Okay, Sam. Was it like, is like a Will or something in the last name for Sam? Um, I thought they were the Little Feathers. <clears throat> little Feathers, okay. Little, little or Light? I know it's an L. <clears throat> I thought I had it in here. Uh, anyways, go on. Um, and then Jane is the FBI agent, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, yeah. I'm not listing any last names. I'm What's her last name? Her last name's easy to remember. Jane Foster? No. <laughs> That's Thor, isn't it? You're you're closer than you think you are. <laughs> you're very close. Fonda. Think of the big guy. The big guy? Yeah, the yeah, big guy. That's a good hint. The big guy? The, the bi- big guy. The, the, the big guy. That's Clifford. No. Two hints. You're closer than you think. The big guy. God? <laughs> Who's the big guy? I don't know who the big guy is. He's green. Gi- the green giant? <laughs> the, the guy who represents green beans? I don't know who's this guy. <laughs> Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen have both been in the movie with the big guy. With Thanos? He's green. <laughs> Thanos is not green. He's kind of the only green one, to my recollection, besides Gamora, and I don't think she has a last name. Hulk. What's his name? Banner. <laughs> that's Banner. That's name. <laughs> God. I just told you her last oh. fucking name instead of going that route to get it. Uh, okay, who else we got? Okay, we got Pete, who's the son of a fucking bitch. Oh, um, yeah. Fucking bastard, Pete Mickens man. is the root of all evil. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Matt. Yeah. Is uh. Is you remember his last Natalie's name? Natalie's boyfriend. All these people um, have last names, which is really cool to dude, me. Dude, I got no clue. Matt. Matt Man. I'd be yeah. surprised. I, I'd be surprised I, if I wouldn't you knew have got a Who? What's his last name? Rayburn. Rayburn. Matt Rayburn. And I only have one reference to Rayburn, and you wouldn't get it because I don't pay attention. Because you oh, didn't. Oh, you didn't grow up during the same time I did watching Match Game. Jose would probably Gene, get it. I, Gene I, Gene wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else am I missing? I don't think I named. Um, you didn't name the parents-in-law Corey and Wilma's daughter. Oh fuck! Yes, Natalie, and then I, I can't remember. Hannah. It's another. It's another name that ends in Lee. Stanley. <laughs> yeah, her name is Stanley. <laughs> Her name is Stan Lee Lambert. Sarah Lee. Family. No, like Natalie. Natalie. It's another female name that ends in. I I genuinely can't think of any other name that ends with Lee. Begins with an E. Emily. Yes. Oh, there we go. I'm smart. And you named the grandparents? I don't think I named the grandparents. Did you name the grandparents? I don't think so. I didn't know they had names. I know that um, Ben introduces the father-in-law, mm-hmm. but I can't remember what his name is. Can you? I just let my me know. my references are things you won't get. Like I, <laughs> I'm thinking nothing. the only Dan. Well, uh, yeah, okay. The his name is Dan. Dan. The only Dan I could think of was Fogelberg, and I knew you wouldn't get that. I, I was going to say Aykroyd. Um, I got Fogelberg. Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Dan, Fogelberg. Dan. All right. Um, and the mom? 
The grandma? The mom went to Wonderland. Alice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of names. Yeah, I think you did decent. You, you were on a roll there for a while. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's all I have. You named one one more than I did, which was the little feather boy that got killed. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> Sorry for um, I like his crossed eyes when he died. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I always love the way he says that. <laughs> I like the fact that he had bear spray right there to spray on him. In his pocket? Yeah. <laughs> I've got something right here from my PO. <laughs> like, um, okay. Uh, how, how long has Ben been on the job? And like... He hasn't learned not to just stand in someone's doorway, especially a dipshit like this. I, I, especially with these characters that it seems like he has a history with. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and he seems to, it's more his response to seeing Sam dead that is very like, yeah, like, I have no <laughs> remorse for this kid's death. Like, he sees him there, he doesn't react, and then. And it's understandable when Jane says like, "Let's get a, let's get a, 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 a paramedics out here, or whatever." And and Ben's like, "Uh, no, it's an hour out. Like, it's not gonna." There, yeah, there's no way to save him. You, you've killed him, is what what yeah. he's pretty much saying. But I'm not gonna say Ben doesn't care. I think I think the the circumstances on the reservation have probably he's aware of the reality. I think right, yeah, yeah, I think he's very jaded. Yeah. Um, it, to me, it also speaks to like he knew this guy was a violent, like, yeah. Which guy. which raises the question: Why would he be standing that close to his doorway? Right. You know, why would he be? Um, why would he not immediately, whenever he put his hands down, say, "Let me see your hands. Get your hands back up here. I don't care what yeah. your PO." It's like only you know? Jane that he that just like he just yeah. like stands there like. I'm just going to stand here. Yeah. <laughs> spray me with bear spray and, right in my face. The pacing is frustrating because it's not like she calmly tells him to like show her his hands. She's kind of like yelling it already. They take so long to draw their guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're not like they're, you know, they're actors, but it's not, they're not law enforcement. It seems I, like they're just, it seems like it's a bad edit choice yeah to me right um in that situation because she's not exactly pulling her gun she just has her hand on her gun i uh, it seems like she wasn't gonna pull it until she saw something that gave her a reason to pull it so i can kind of give that some um i'll, I'll give that a pass because like she puts her hand on her gun and then she says let me see your hands let me see your hands and she doesn't take it out until she sees like the bear mace out. which i mean to be fair if it was a gun she would have been dead so uh yeah 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 well, now she's wearing her bulletproof vests, which makes it okay for her to do the exact same fucking thing later on in the rig site. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm curious. <coughs> I, I saw that shit I, happening whenever, when, the first time I watched it, and and she's at the drill site, and she's up at the door, and the, the boss, whatever the fuck his name is. Curtis. Curtis. His name's Curtis. Mm -hmm. You're good. <laughs> he yells. He yells into uh, Pete and says, "Pete, the FBI is right in, in front, front of, of the, the door." door. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, can you telegraph that 
any better. Well, and nobody at all fucking pick up on it. I especially have, the person that's going to take it right had in the chest. A like ten standoff, uh, right? They already had a standoff, <laughs> and after this shit's already happened to her that we're talking about at the Little Feather trailer, where almost the exact same thing happened, but it was face to face. I love, and I don't know if we should get into like that scene right now because it is so early. No, I but, think we should, but it tied into this, and that's the only reason. Yeah, I yeah, totally. It. Um, okay, let's let's wind it back a little bit then. Um, I want to talk. I do have a lot of negatives about this movie on the second watch, so I want to talk about like some positives first before I yeah. start fuming. Yeah. I feel like that's out of character for us. <laughs> I feel like we start negative and they're like, "Oh wait, gotta reel it back in." <laughs> well, because I don't want to. <laughs> I'm I'm already for my Elizabeth Olsen rant. <laughs> Oh, I really, really like the music of this movie. It's yeah, it's like haunting. It's 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 very sad. It's Nick, it's yeah. Nick Cave. The it's, it's Nick Cave. Yeah, the uh, person who composed yeah, it. Who's talking? Oh, that guy. Okay. Like yeah, it. it made me want a better sound system to really listen to it because I felt like I was just losing so much of it just listening to it on my shitty. TV speaker. Right. The, the standoff at the the rig is is very fucking loud and low and driving, and it just fuels yeah. that entire scene. It it gave me chills just now talking about it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> like yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah, I'm like oh, it's I, it's really fucking mm. good. It's really they did a really good job on the score. I remember um, in the theater. Uh, it's just the parts of the score where you just kind of have like the 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 voices just kind of like groaning or moaning, like where it's just like uh like that bit. Yeah. That like it got to the center of me in the theater. It was so so like well mixed and it's like I said, haunting. It's just really, really great score. Yeah. And and it, it really brings a lot of these scenes where it's like just like a shot of either Corey just on his snowmobile or something. And like, you have these awesome strings that are just, um, yeah, it kind of made me think of Fargo a little bit in terms of the strings, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Music is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, agree. I'm gonna look up who did the score. Cause I'm curious. Oh, and just on, yeah, the, we, on the topic for, we, of sound, we, we rarely talk you, about score. Don't you usually do the, you, did you do the cinematographer? I didn't do the cinematographer. Oh, we, we <laughs> messed up. Uh Oh, cinematographer is Ben Richardson. Uh, he's done, uh, it seems like he tags along with Taylor Sheridan a lot. He's done a lot of TV, mayor of Kingstown, mayor of Easttown, which isn't uh, Taylor Sheridan, but he also did Yellowstone. Um, I think not a ton of Yellowstone. I think he only did like four or five episodes, but mm -hmm. there's a, there's some music videos from bands I don't recognize and some um, movies too. Uh, but yeah, he's done a lot of his TV shows as well. Hmm. Now, excuse me while I Google the um, composer. But yeah, just on the sound in general... A lot of times I think there's a trend of these movies set more in a wilderness setting where the dialogue is kind of mixed very low to a whisper. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to hear. In this movie, the dialogue is pretty crisp. I, I didn't feel the need to to pause or rewind a scene to have to, to get what I, anything I might have missed. I, I think just the mixing in general for the movie was, was really well done. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was Nick Cave yeah. and Warren Ellis. It seems like they did both together. Oh, uh, okay. do you know Warren Ellis the name? I don't recognize the name. But it seems like Nick Cave was heavily involved in like the whole scoring. Okay. Um, 
I think they've worked together on a lot of stuff. I, they did Blonde recently, or at least Warren Ellis did. Um, yeah, Nick Cave also did. I think they work as a duo. Uh, so they did Blonde recently. Uh, I I would be very. I know they did Hell or High Water as well. I'd be oh, curious. Oh, he did the cool. Dahmer series as well. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out his music on their, or both their music on other stuff. <clears throat> but yeah, music and sound is is really really great. Yeah. Um, and I think. It's also in that kind of house raid scene that they did on uh, Sam's place or the Little Feather place. Um, oh yeah, after the bear spray. Yeah, where it's it's very it's kind of her. The sounds all messed up with her after she gets maced. Like that's yeah. really intense and really good. Um, I think uh, Taylor Sheridan does a really good job in just tense moments i kind of described this as a thriller when i was first like because i watched it with tiff uh, and i think that's just because the the tense moments are so tense and so like uh memorable um like the violence is really memorable and 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 well done and yeah the music and sound has a lot to do with that i am um, it doesn't have violence for violence's sake though mm-hmm. the violence is very intentional um and it's very to the point mm. and it's very much a part of the the narrative. So it's not, um, it's not just violence to just, just to be violent. Yeah. And at least in hell or high water, it's kind of similar in that way where it's very sparse, but when it happens, it's very real. It's very, mm-hmm. um, it's so intense. It makes you feel like this whole movie has been an action flick sometimes. Uh, like especially that end shootout. Uh, but I agree. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> uh, I want to hear a little about what we, what you guys like. I got a few more things I can touch on, but I don't think I've really seen Jeremy Renner in a lot of serious roles. Uh, so it was nice seeing him in this, and I, I thought he played the quiet, stoic Western man uh, pretty well, and not to the point where he's an archetype of the stoic quiet western man he it, it's i think his performance is very nuanced and uh i i just liked it i enjoyed watching um watching him in this role and it, it was you know just makes me want to watch him in other things that i haven't seen that are more more serious more drama or forward i guess so yeah yeah and it's not just like the stoic type it Obviously, his past gives him a reason to be kind of how kind of uh, stoic he is. Yeah. Where it's not just like, oh, he's just a man, you know, like doesn't talk much. But it just seems like someone who's really had a lot of um, a lot of grief in his life and a lot of, of, of tragedy. And he's learned to deal with it and kind of reflect on it. And, and I kind of see that in his performance a lot. And um, obviously, from his daughter's disappearance, he he learned that and he and he talks to martin specifically about learning that uh, there's like a line near the end i think it's at the very end where he says like um like excuse the young people they don't have ex- as much experience with like grief as we yeah do. whenever he's talking about chip mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah you need to you don't need, be, don't you need, go too hard on him or yeah something. don't go too hard on chip he doesn't yeah and i feel the experience of grief in him and his performance and he does a really good job. And I well, think you also see it in his in his interactions with his son. That also gives him some depth that he's not just a a hard ass or anything. He he's 
you know, he's being a parent to him, but not he's not being mean or rude. He, or he's, condescending. Or condescending. Like he's, when he's, he gets knocked down by the horse. Right. He's, yeah. he's teaching him responsibility and, and just, and I like that. I like that you can tell that he cares about his family a lot and it makes you feel his like pain of losing his daughter so much more seeing how he interacts with his son. Stemming from that, I I have a problem with um, his ex-wife, uh, aunt, no, Annie is Wilma, Wilma. Yeah. Um, I feel like she, where we're talking about, he is a little bit deeper. She's very like one note, monotone, uninteresting character to me and and it's it's a problem because at least a problem for me because Corey is so well he's like dealt with his his grief well and he's the guy teaching lessons and he's the guy solving problems and and to see her so and i'm not saying that a parent should just forget their child's grief but you just, you just look at her and she's just she doesn't She's just like mad the whole time. She doesn't have any emotional like pull even even in a scene with with Jeremy Renner. It's not like we have this really difficult history. It's just very much that she's just like it seems like someone took her and said, "Okay, in this scene you're just like really mad at Jeremy Renner. You don't want to give him any emotion and like I don't know. I just really I'm bothered by her performance." Uh she's underused and so is Casey. After the midpoint, mm. they don't come. They back. don't show up. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a mistake. Which is a big mistake. Um, they should have. They should have come back at the end. Um, at the very least, Casey, because it doesn't it doesn't allow her the chance to grow. Um, through what Corey has been through, um, because he got to do for Natalie what he couldn't do for his daughter for their daughter. Um, I don't blame her for being distant from him um, because it seems like she blames him um, because the reason why they went away is because he had a day off and he wanted to get away and he didn't want to, you know, he wanted to be alone with her Mm -hmm. um, and pulled her away from the kids, which allowed Emily to have the party um, that eventually killed her. Um, So, so I can forgive I can forgive her being cold and distant from him. And she does show a little emotion whenever he he says, don't, don't go through this town because that's where the storm's coming up from. And she says, I'm never going to that town again. Cause obviously that's where Emily was found. Um, which, which is sad, which is completely sad. And it shows, it shows her, um, it shows her kind of saying, well, after all this time, you don't fucking get me. Yeah. Why would you suggest that? Why would you suggest I fucking Mm -hmm. go to that town? You know what happened there and you know, I would never go back there ever again. I wouldn't, I don't want to go anywhere near that town. Um, all of that could be kind of, it doesn't need to be resolved. Um, but I really feel like Wilma and Casey and Corey, are the best equipped people to get um, Annie and um, Chip and Martin through what they're going through. So to not bring them back at the end 
in some fashion, um, to pay that forward, um, is, is a mess. I, I can't help but feel like it was just left in the editing room. It, it may, it, it may have it, been. To me, but... it feels so incomplete to not revisit their characters again after the midpoint for it to not have been not shot. Like it, it, I, I just don't believe that it wasn't at least a thought to include it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big and it doesn't have to add a whole lot to the movie. And my, my, you know, if I had to think of a reason why it might've been cut out, maybe they just thought that the ending with just Martin was stronger on its own. But you including could, he bo- could still have that one-on-one with Martin with yeah, everybody I, else uh, right. in the house. I think you can uh, have both, but I'm just thinking yeah. in the sense of does having both take away ones like, it, it, I don't know. It, I could see the argument that having both would dilute both interactions and mm. in, in, in his own resolution about what he feels about the situation. But, but Wilma, because Natalie and Emily were friends, Wilma would know Anne and know what she is going through and would naturally to me be a part of, be a part of that, be a, a support for her. That's es- why, especially in this kind of community that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, so I think I, I, I really think it's a big miss. Uh, yeah. If not, if not just to have them somewhere in the last half of the movie. Um, because I, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, where, what, what there's, there's not a resolution <laughs> to this yeah. in any way. And it feels like they kind of tried to do it by making Corey kind of like, uh, Jane? what's her name? Jane somehow I, I by reading like, the magazine. Yeah, no, How yeah. do you know if he's into you kind of <laughs> like, yeah. like it felt odd. I it's, always felt that it felt really odd to me. Like, no, this man still loves his wife. I, that's, that's the way I feel. He still loves his wife. He still goes over there. He keeps trying, but the, the gap that the loss of their daughter caused is too, too big for her to reach across to him. Yeah. Looking at it in that way, that's actually, I think that's a, that's a good way. It adds a lot more, I, I think to those scenes, if I'm looking at in terms of she's so distant and he's trying so hard to get yeah. back into her life and it doesn't work. I just feel like she's kind of comically distant in a way that she's just not, it's too one note for me. Like you're saying, she doesn't, she doesn't try anything or do anything during it. Like her only line about this situation, not only is it just a similar situation is happening to what happened to Emily. It's that this is happening to Emily's best friend. Mm-hmm. Or one of her best friends. People you know. Mm-hmm. And the only thing she has to say is, brings it all back, doesn't it? Like, that's it. Like, she has yeah. no additional I don't context. think she's written very well. Yeah. I, no, I don't think she's, she's written not. very well. And I don't, I'm going to say the same for all women in this I, I, movie. I don't think that character is allowed to develop past the, what, two fucking scenes she's in? I didn't miss her in the end because I never felt like she had... Even a, a jumping off point to have a conclusion, which is right. a big problem. Which, but I think yeah. it, I think it's important for Corey, and that's why yeah, yeah. I want 
that for Corey. I really like the scene where he's saying like, so she died like Emily, like knowing that he is so, um, he knows what happened to his sister. Oh, oh, with with Casey. Yeah. yeah. Later on. Well, um, yeah, you said Corey. I'm, I'm talking about Casey. Um, yeah, I like uh, if we're talking about like Casey and having that ending too. I think that's the last time we see him. That's the last time we see him, right? And and that's that's too bad. With with Casey, I felt like there should be more for sure because I think um, there is this thing about how this event has kind of changed his life with both of his parents. Like in terms of she's moving and he doesn't get a lot of time with his dad because he's like, this is supposed to be our day. And we don't and, get a resolution for that either. Right. <laughs> Her moving. And yeah. No. Um, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's weird. It's also weird that they start out with, with the, like one of the first things you hear Wilma say is like, we need to talk about the child support because I'm moving and it's a lot more expensive out there. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't think she's given a good slate to start with. I, I'm kind of with you in the the women aren't written that well in this movie. <sighs> and, and really okay, the only okay. other... I think Jane is written well in this movie. I just don't think it's delivered well. Okay. Because talk about someone with one fucking note. This movie proves. <laughs> <laughs> proves. And I, and I want more from her. I just... I, I, I want some... some emo- like, okay. I watched... I watched this and I'm like, this just proves every fucking thing <laughs> I I have said about her that she's wooden, she's one note, she has no fucking facial expressions whatsoever, um, unless she's forced to act like she's crying in the hospital bed, which doesn't fucking count. It doesn't you matter. Know? It I don't does, know why it they does chose matter. to No, no, I'm not I'm not arguing against you. I'm saying her her crying in the hospital. Rube is such a yeah, he doesn't add I, anything. And when, when we get really into her, I'm gonna go off. I just she brings the movie fucking down. It's like it's like everybody, every everybody that matters in the movie is fucking top notch. Even the bad guys are are fucking great. Um, what is what is Matt? Um, what's his name? John, John Bernthal. Bernthal? Fucking excellent. Yes. Fucking, he's, he's fucking good he at everything. Is, yeah, he yeah. is fucking great at everything, you know? And it's just a reason to look at his fucking torso, you know? Mm-hmm. He's fucking sexy as yeah. hell. He's, he's hot. <laughs> um, he knows it. And he knows it. Everybody fucking knows Everybody it. Everybody knows it. Whether he, that, has, hair, so whether he <laughs> has hair or doesn't have hair, it don't matter. Them big fucking ears get me every time. So, so, <laughs> um, to have her, it, it's like she doesn't fit. It's like it, it. I I don't understand the casting decision. Is it do do they think she has good chemistry with Jeremy Renner, or or what? Because they saw Avengers. If they Fans saw Avengers, if, 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 if they saw if they saw those movies, they would not cast her in this because this is a person who has to show some some kind of hubris and humility at the same time, and go through this emotional ride that everybody is on around her, and it's like she acknowledges fucking none of it in her acting. I I just don't. 
you know, this, I this like very... her and I know she can fucking do it. I have faith in her. I know yeah. one day she's going to get it and she's going to fucking nail it. And she's going to just like fucking like take off like Academy Award fucking level acting. But it's fucking painful to watch her develop on screen in every single wooden fucking role that she has. I just... I, I I I I feel bad for her. I just I don't buy do. what 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 I my biggest issue with this movie is very classic. You have some you know federal agent coming into some small town, uh, you know, police force and having to work with them and learning the how the townspeople work and how all that. Right, fine. That works fine for me in her performance. It's I just don't believe that she's a federal agent. I don't believe in any sense of the word that she trained with the FBI, that she has the experience of an FBI agent. Nothing about her performance has any confidence in her ability as a law enforcement agent. Not even when she yells at them them during the standoff that she's the one with jurisdiction. I'm the FBI. It's so unbelievable that she yeah. that she was at any point trained to to be confident. And and even cuz she's supposed they she's supposed to represent that the FBI is sending their worst. Is sending their they don't care about this whoever's closest an FBI agent from Vegas. <laughs> an FBI agent who's like training in Vegas. Um, who's completely unprepared, like no clo- no warm weather. Even in that, she is still past what you would think is like their worst agent. Yeah. I don't know. So, so, so I think that her character is supposed to be like a Clarice Starling. That's, yeah, yeah exactly. And then in your mind, you say, okay, well, Clarice had all of this. You could see the vulnerability in her, on her fucking face. <clears throat> And, and the, you know, just, just whenever Jodie Foster just pierces her fucking lips, you can tell you can get her emotion. Um, and then you see absolutely fucking Is that nothing. your Elizabeth Olsen impression? Yeah, that's my Elizabeth Olsen impression for everyone. I just stared off in the distance. Um, so, I see she's different than Timothy Chalamet. She has a soul. I can see the can, soul in there, and I want it to come eyes. out. There's something but behind there's the nothing eyes. In Timothy Chalamet. In Timothy Chalamet, there's fucking nothing. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. My problem with her in this movie is not really her. Like I'm sure I could critique her acting and everything. I don't think she, as an FBI agent, should be in this movie. I don't like the way that this movie is portrayed as her and Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. I don't like that duo. Jeremy Renner. I, I totally like understand that character. You don't like that character um, and, or I, you don't like, I think there Elizabeth should be an FBI Jeremy. agent. I don't think there should be a good FBI agent in this movie. You think she should to- be she, totally inept. She should either be gone or a fucking asshole piece of shit because I, I totally understand why we have Corey um, to be kind of our in guy. Like this movie I, is made. Okay. I I I appreciate the fact that she has no idea what's going on in Wyoming mm-hmm. and that she's only learning it through Corey. Yes. I like that dynamic. 
I like that she has good dialogue that asks questions and she's not afraid to ask him for help. Um, and and she, he's not condescending with her and either. He is not hmm, condescending. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole like, you see that over there? Look at that there, and we'll follow that yeah, there trail follow, up there. Follow, see and my then you see, see that my up there? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. He's he's leading her to what she needs to mm-hmm. find, and then takes her on the ride to to find what she needs to find. Um, so I like that character. I like I like the fact that she's not completely inept. Um, if if she was. A total asshole, I think it would take away from the movie because that's not what the movie is about. I'm, the wh- movie's why not about her. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I think right? the movie is far too much about her. Oh, really? I, 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 mm, I'm see, not with I, you. I think it's about him teaching. He, he is... Okay, here's what I think the movie's about. Correct me if I'm wrong. The movie is all about being a man and going through grief. Okay. Being, being a real honest to God, true man who is able to protect his community, um, father, his children to the best of his ability, um, to be a caring and giving person and a protector of the community. Um, it's about it. Jeremy Renner acts this role better than I think a lot of people could um, because he doesn't, it's not like he's vulnerable, but you can tell he's been through some shit, but he's, he's willing to, to give of himself. He's willing to give back to um, Martin. He's willing to, to give to Casey. He's willing to try to give to his wife. He's willing to give to Ben and get get the ball rolling on stuff. He's willing to give his time and he's willing to nurture all of his relationships. There's no one that doesn't like him. Um, to me, he is the epitome of what a man is supposed to be. Okay. A hunter, mm-hmm. right? But not exactly a hunter he never really hunts anything he just ambushes yeah (laughs) right um but but a modern day hunter um a person that um a person that cares and pays it forward and that's exactly what he does um he knows that natalie has been murdered he knows that natalie has been killed he knows who it is he fights actually yeah it's a positive id i've id'd her it's natalie you know, even when Ben's like, oh, we don't we don't have official uh, identification on her. He's like, it's Natalie. I know it's Natalie. Um, I think him being that way with Jane is just an extension of that manliness. Like he is willing to take her by the hand and say, I know you don't. I know you're out of your element here and I'm I'm here to help you. I'm here to to lead you to what you need to to find, which is inevitably what he needs to find to do justice by his daughter. Um, so that's what I think it's about. So if she was, if if the FBI was written as an asshole or completely inept, it would it would change that dynamic. Um, it would it would work against that 
um, that character that he has. So I, I agree. I think the way that he interacts with her is really, is really good. And my suggestion here is going to, it would change the movie entirely. Mm -hmm. I, I, I saw this criticism leveled against this movie when I first watched it and I didn't agree with it, but watching it this time, I really, really think this movie is hurt by having both the main leads white people. I think one of them should absolutely be a Native American. And my suggestion is Martin should replace Elizabeth Olsen. And I say that because they're both doing the opposites of each other's story. He, Martin is going through the, through the fresh grief and, uh, Corey is basically solving his, his own daughter's case through, um, um, Martin's daughter's case. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of, you know, he gets the chance that he never got. I think because their daughters were so such good friends together and that they were such good friends that my favorite scenes in this movie are when they're together. And I think, and, and, and I understand that Martin needs his time to grieve. So I think that would be a complicated character change. Well, you would, for one, it wouldn't be allowed. You're not allowed to work on your own family's case in, in anywhere, anywhere. It, it wouldn't be believable it wouldn't be believable okay. it would lose lose all of its and i do have the same issue though that i think this movie gets hurt it's white savior trope yeah it it, it did it did bother me that i, I, I don't know it, it did bother me in, in a sense that it's like okay for a movie whose intent per the director was to shine light on crimes against indigenous women and the laws that are in place to make it hard to prosecute that or to even follow up on those I have cases. A simple, I have a simple fix. Yeah. Make Jeremy's Renner, Jeremy Renner's character Native American and make his wife white. That yeah. Hmm? That 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 is the fix. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I take that. Um. The prop the the big problem that I have, because I understand why there needs to be one white one one white person. This is primarily I feel like a movie targeted towards white people to uh, say, hey, this is a problem with Native Americans. This is a problem that yeah. like you know that you need like that outsider in sort of perspective. So I understand why Corey is white. Um, I just think you already have that with Corey, why do you need another outsider white person's perspective right. with Jane? And I think that would be that that's the solution. Just make Corey native American. And that would work. That would work with me. Um, yeah. I, I, I think part of me, because she, the FBI agent is not the savior in any way. Shape, no, or form. no, she's totally, um, yeah, she, she, she is kind of inept, but she's out of her element. And, and you kind of need to have the FBI agent be the white person. You need to have yeah, the yeah. the representation of the, the, of the government of the of the the figurehead for the reason that indigenous crimes aren't um, are kind of just swept under the rug. Be a white person. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't work if it's if it's not. And having yeah. Corey, because um, there's there's a lot where he's like he's criticized by Chip for you know the only like the only like indigenous thing about you is your wife is the sort of thing that's leveled against him. And, mm. and later, cause I, I really like Corey and I like Jeremy Renner's performance, but I can't help but feel like he's a very much kind of like a Mary Sue in this way. He's like, 
there's that. What do you mean, Mary Sue? Mary Sue in the way that he is, he has everything right in his head. He does everything right. And he solves everything. Oh, he's just perfect. He's perfect. Yeah. And obviously he has some like inner stuff that's wrong, but really not. Like he dealt with his grief. He um, is giving everyone, mm. including- He's dealing, he's dealing with, with his grief. He's giving everyone, including the Native Americans on the reservation, advice on everything, including Chip. He's the reason Chip stops, like is trying to put uh, on like a better, uh, turn over a new leaf at the end. Do better. Um, yeah. And- He's the one that ends up saving the day. He's, He's more the one competent that... as a law enforcement official yes, than, yeah. <laughs> than Ben is. Mm-hmm. Well, and then mm. he captures Pete and then he tells Pete, like, my family was moved here for generations because of this, this and that. Right. And, and I, right. Which, I, which to me, he's, I'm not going to say like, he can't like share that experience with mm-hmm. with his family because he's obviously very close with his in-laws. Right. Um I just think it's weird to have him be the one that is like that is delivering everything and yeah. delivering that line and so having him be a native american I think would be yeah. would solve I a lot of my problems. I think it would solve a lot of it. Um my my thing with him um that that makes him not perfect is what he does with Pete. Mm. Although although Everyone would fucking do it. Yeah, it's very satisfying. It and it and it is very satisfying to watch Pete die on top of a mountain and probably never ever be found with a whimper. Um, the same way that um, that Natalie went. Um, there's there's a morality line that's that's crossed there with him. Like he is, um, he is super super game warden until that point or until he tells Jane he's not coming back. If, if he goes and gets Pete, he's not bringing Pete back. And it's kind of at the instruction of Martin as well. Cause mm-hmm. Martin kind of tells him, yeah, well, he tells him on the spot. So, so if him. they played up that, um, that moral line, that that thin line of what's right and what's wrong. Do we bring Pete to justice in the justice system, or do we let Pete die on top of a mountain um, because Pete's an idiot, right? Um, what what would you do, kind of thing? It's yeah. not that's not played up at all. Um, but he. I think it would take a little bit of that white savior from him mm-hmm. if that uh, that morality was played up. That that line was drawn by Jane, saying we need to bring these people to justice. We can't we can't just haphazardly kill them. Like if she heard that conversation between him and Martin, and then she reacted on it with with Corey later on. Um, like I can't have you be part of this if you're just going to go kill somebody. That's that's not what I'm in this for. And then have that kind of develop. And she's through, totally cool with it. And she's totally end, yeah. cool with it by the end because of because she doesn't know what went down. She also feels like everything is so much cleaner than it is. Like everything runs yeah. so much smoother here and then. Yeah. Just because she she's thinks. been through this shootout, she's all of a sudden go go get him. I don't care if you bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it doesn't it doesn't work. Just because yeah. we saw the flashback doesn't mean she saw it. Yeah, that's true. I hate the position of the flashback too. I like it. I fucking hate it. It's so a critique I have of the movie is that the ending just fucking shows up. 
yeah. out of the <laughs> yeah. fucking blue, guns ablaze, and literally, yeah. and it, 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 I don't know. It's one of the few times where I say the movie has a pacing issue and it's too fast. Well, because like, there's really only three points in the investigation: find the body, brother's house, drill rig, and in between, well, there's well, a the lot find of find the body. There's two find the bodies. Yeah, there's two find the bodies. Right, two find the bodies. There's find Matt. Um, yeah. Find the body, brother's house, find Matt, drill rig. Because yeah. um, the first time watching it, you think, oh shit, Matt fucking did it. Yeah. Until you find Matt's body. Yeah. And they're like, oh fuck, who fucking killed Matt? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like there's really not a lot of twists and turns in the investigation, which I don't think that's exactly a problem. There's not every like movie like this has to be like some crazy, you know, crime drama. But it makes it feel like there's not a lot of meat sometimes, especially when a lot of it is spent Corey talking to Jane. Uh, I th- and I think that meat could be that that morality question. Yeah. Um or just there's, no Jane. There's legal in the eyes of the law and there's legal in the eyes of the Lord or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Or it doesn't even have to be like a morality thing. It kind of just, I think you can kind of lean into the political history of reservations and the idea that, okay, you want to, you want to find him and bring him to justice, but you have to, I think there, there should be an acknowledgement that indigenous people can't prosecute non-indigenous people on their reservations. Only only federal agents can do that. You you can they've they? been they stripped. Can't. No, like indigenous people have been stripped of their right to prosecute crimes committed to them by by outsiders. Oh, see, that's not fucking right. Right. That would be and, that would be more of an important and so I feel like, thing to issue <laughs> to take on. Exactly. And so I feel um, like if you have that, we're like, okay, you want to follow the law. These are people who want justice. And the justice and the law for this this group of people is not the same thing. Because those rights have been taken away from them. Mm. And and kind of like I was saying, along that same vein of if you want to bring attention to why there's so many crimes against indigenous women, that's part of the reason. You can't prosecute those crimes. And that's why they get swept under the rug. So I think there, there's another aspect of that morality thing, specifically with indigenous reservation life, that's kind of just tossed to the side, mm-hmm. which I would think make a meteor, um, outsider um, storytell- storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that really goes to speak on like the the content of the relationship between Corey and Jane. Uh, I think I think the the story that Corey tells about like his daughter's um, death is 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 good. But I can't help but every time that 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 scene comes up, it's it's just it feels like it goes on for so long, and I don't I don't care about Jane. And there's so many scenes with Jane, I don't care about Jane, and I want it to be filled with more interesting things that are because, relevant to this. Because whole situation. Jane doesn't have any caring for anybody in her fucking face. But, but it's also like, like, oh, I hear this horrible horrible story that you tell about your daughter, and I just go in the bathroom and 
splash some water on my face. Right. Yeah. It's like she doesn't go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and fucking tear up and have trouble controlling her fucking emotions. I think it's so funny how you he know, says that story. It's so like like <laughs> I'm so I'm heartbroken yeah. and tearing up and then I get to see Jane go splash water in her face in the fucking bathroom. Why? Because why? Why do you need to do that? Yeah. Um it's just the lack of the lack of any kind of humanity within her. Is just it within the character and the way it's acted, it's just fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Because it it could be a different level if you had the proper actress in there. It would be another level. And for me, different writing too, like a different type of person, a different may like I said, maybe not an FBI person, someone who's much closer to the reservation. I just think would lead to a lot more interesting moments. And, and maybe, maybe someone that's cocky that, that I've been on an Indian reservation before. I know what, I don't know what the fuck goes on here. Right. Right. You know, and then they have to be set straight. Yeah. You know, that might even work. Um, and, and Corey having the patience to, to navigate them to what they need to do. Um, but, but I think what you're missing is a person in that role that has some kind of emotional connection with the other people in this world. Um, because without, without that, then you're just miss you're missing something. It, it also has to do with what Corey is able to reflect to who he's talking to, because in this version of the story, he is not really experiencing anything new. He is explaining his past that's why I think someone like Martin or or related to Martin in that world would be so much more interesting to have around because I think if this was a family that's going through the same version of things that he was, I think he could, in conversations, he would explore new feelings. He would talk about new things. It would expand on what he feels like he has gone through. Martin could insist on going himself. If you're going, I'm going with you. Yeah, yeah. I want to find this motherfucker. Something like that. Uh, I think it's also I just because I, I think really that fucking work. like that actor. Oh, I fucking love. And, I, I I I love the <laughs> scenes where they're together. Yeah. I fucking cried every time. Mm-hmm. Like the first time, I was like, Ooh. um, the the first time I started watching it, I I was sad from the very fucking first beat. I was I was emotionally compromised from the first beat with her Something, running across the yeah the, mm-hmm. and and it and it just just the music before mm-hmm. before she even runs just the music um, and I'm like ah oh, shit you know <laughs> and then then this sadness just permeated me throughout the entire entire movie mm-hmm. and those scenes hit really fucking hard and the second time those I was I was less sad. But those scenes still hit me fucking hard with between between Corey and Martin, especially um, because of the lost, because of of um, they have good chemistry together. They have brilliant chemistry together. Um, And just that that um, the the compassion that that Corey is giving to Martin um, and the just genuine love that's that's coming from him for his friend 
And somehow Martin is even better in this than he was in Twilight. Oh, and you beat me to it. Feat. Fuck, you beat me <laughs> to it. <laughs> well, Martin, um, the actor, I think Gil is his name. Um, Gil, and then, yeah, yeah. He recently played a cop in Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, Did he? Yeah. Gil Birmingham. Yeah. And he was great. And I, I, I'm thinking of that when I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, what if he was that character? But he was in this movie, like obviously a little different, but I don't know. I just like him so much. I want that scene in Corey's house to be replaced with a conversation between him and Martin talking about their daughter's relationship, talking about their relationship. And maybe that's more than needs because the small moments they have between them are so good. I just need something other than Jane because every scene she's in and every time she gets to talk, it's not even Elizabeth Olsen. It's just her character. I don't want her on screen because she's not interesting and she's adding. It's how she's conveying story. the character, though. Yeah. It's how she's portraying that character, which 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 is my which is my point about her acting. And there's also nothing about the story. Nothing about the events of the of the movie that affect her own personal story. Mm. She has no personal story. Yeah, she she uh, has absolutely. She none. has no, she has no takeaway from this event into her own character that we later see. She Corey, just cries Corey, in the fucking hospital. Yeah. Corey shares. Corey shares with her, and she never once shares with Corey, mm. and that's that's a big mistake. Because there's always a give and take whenever you're forming new relationships. And she just says, Instead, I came here because I wanted to figure out why you were helping and now I did and I'm going now, is what she says. Yeah, well, you know, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> we're back to we'll Blake's original point out. that the women aren't written well in no. this at no, all. No. And when she was crying in the hospital, which is like her big moment where she's like, she Besides she, getting shot. Yeah, sure. Which even then she's just stupid. But, but why? Why? I don't understand why she was crying. Because it's like it finally hit her that she ran in this in the snow for six miles. But when she was crying, I was like, "Fuck you!" Is Ben okay? <laughs> I don't know if Ben's alive. <laughs> oh, Ben's no, none of them are dead. All of them are dead. I know he's dead. But I was like, "Fuck!" Like they didn't. I just wanted to see and just spending all this time with her crying. I don't give a fuck. I think it doesn't help. The white savior thing for her to be alive and bed to be dead. I know. Fuck her. Like, let's kill the <laughs> let's kill the cop. <laughs> and she just like, oh my God, I finally understand the situation they're in. It's so sad. Like, yeah, but why is she given the moment? Ugh. I don't know. This this is why I'm kind of really gotten down on yeah. this movie. I don't know. <laughs> we we talked about the flashback a bit. Where's a better spot it. for it? Yeah, I'm whenever, curious what you whenever Pete's telling the story, whenever Pete is confessing, that's the better part. That's the better place for. Oh it. shit, you're right. Because because now it's conveyed through a story, through the actual story, instead of okay, audience, here's this bit of information that <laughs> fucking happened in the past. You're right. That's an right? In, that's an infinitely better spot for it. Yeah. Yeah, a little cliche, but there's a reason cliches are a thing. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's you have to tell the story about what happened, so uh, Corey knows exactly what happened. <laughs> right, because um, somebody Cor has to know. Right. Yeah. So you're so right. so Corey can go back and say, you know, this is this is what happened to your daughter, Martin. It does I seem know a little out happened. of place, doesn't I it? I know what happens to you. And the only reason why they put it there is because it's a 
cliche. Yeah, it's like, is he going to answer the door? Yeah. Like, oh, is Pete answering the door? Is this Pete? Oh, no, it's Matt and Natalie. Um, Let's travel back in time really quick. Um, I like that. I like where it's placed. I I, like it. I like how it's placed. I don't like where it's placed. I like the flashback. I don't like where it's placed at all. Mm. I'm with with Brandon. I do not like where it's placed at all. I like it. I like the flashback is tense. It's it's tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it shows, done well. It's shot it sh- well. It shows Matt being a total 100% fucking hero. Um, we know yeah. that Matt's likable. We know that he's not the... It breaks my fucking heart. It breaks... Because they're sitting in bed talking about... Let's let's move somewhere fucking nice. Let's move to Ojai. Let's get out of here. Yeah. You know, they're making these plans together. And then it's just interrupted by all these rig security fucking pricks. <laughs> And and it's just ruined. Like their their lives are ruined in the matter of four minutes. And um by just, the biggest I, pieces I, of holding, shit. <laughs> holding holding that out, um, and you still thinking, oh shit, Matt was part of this shit. Like which one of those was Matt? Like, like no, <laughs> no, like yeah. like, oh, well, we know Matt's dead, but why why is Matt fucking the one that died? Did did she kill him? You know, it just you you don't get the full story until it's told by Pete about what happened. Um and and then it could be told through the flashback. Um I think I think that's just a better place to put it mm. actually. And it makes it makes the the in stick a little bit more because we get that fresh her running out the door and then, and then you get Pete Corey, running Corey telling Pete there you go, go yeah ahead. You're I'm free. convinced that's a good that's a good spot yeah. and then Pete knows exactly why he's running I feel like the right now for me it's kind of it tells him he's like okay you're gonna start running or walking or whatever if he would and have walked he may have been fine right and it's lost on him why I think I think it's lost on him why he's running. Yeah. And I I would have liked to for for Pete to have been told, you're gonna run like she did after after the flashback if it was in that spot instead. Does I he shoot he the gun that. and say run? Yeah, he says that, yeah. He says run. He said, I want you to run, bam. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I th- I thought he does say to her, like, I'm gonna give you say this, I'm gonna give you the same chance she did. He does. He does says he? I'm gonna give you the yeah. same chance she she did. I think he's just too stupid. Yeah, Pete is stupid. Yeah, he's really fucking <laughs> stupid. What was his fucking plan? Let me shoot a federal agent and just yeah. hope everything's well, their okay. Whole plan, the whole drill rigs like yeah. plan, like <sighs> yeah, well, they were a bunch of stupid fucking idiots. Bunch of stupid fucking idiots. Um, I want to talk about the shootout or like the whole the lead up because I I I generally really really like it, but there's a lot of stupid things happening. I like there. it, but there is a lot of stupid <laughs> things, especially especially once everybody's calmed down. Someone should have said, okay, I, Jane, and Ben are going up to the trailer. You guys are going to go put your fucking guns away and not be around us at all. And and the deputies that are with us are going to what? Make sure you put your guns away. We're going, we're going to the trailer. But they were there. They they were there for two reasons, right? To check out the trailer and to see the footage, see the video footage. Right. 
They never even get to the video footage. That that would be where you would want to start, wouldn't it? Do you have video footage from that night? Do you have video footage from you know, this time to this time? Um, can you download that and give it to us? So that could have peeled off a couple people, but then you wouldn't have this big shootout, which and the shootout, which the is, shootout is pretty good. good. Yeah, it, it's 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 very well constructed. Yeah, it has great music. Yes. Um, and we wouldn't really get that unless everyone came running and, and all this shit was happening yeah. at different places, which which may be all right. Yeah. You know, when the shit finally fucking hits the fan and you hear a bam, bam, and then you go inside the trailer and then there's, you know, different things happening in different places and you, you're, you're fucking confused as well, kind of. That may work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? Sorry. Well, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. I was... Uh... <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. What I was gonna say it was related to like put the guns away. There is absolutely no reason why Jane should allow them to have shotguns walking up to the there's no reason to have a shotgun. There's no reason. Why do they have shotguns? And the They're whole, on a drill you don't, rig. You don't need to protect <laughs> yes. this area from us. We're in uniform. We have badges as is. Yes. And the whole you have no jurisdiction here. Doesn't mean you can point a gun at a cop. Yeah. <laughs> like that's With not, the how, the law, that's there, not like, how the law works. No. Uh, and even, even it's like, yeah, there's security, but like, do they, uh, do they always walk around with like a shotgun in their hand and a pistol around? Like, and why? Like, yeah. it, it just why seems like they're the, waiting for someone to show up and question them. Yes. Are there, are there people, are there people that go to rigs regularly to what? Steal oil, crude oil pumped out of the ground for in the in the winter, in the winter, or it's spring, I guess. But <laughs> where a fifty-five gallon barrel weighs how much, and the, is only worth seventy something dollars? Yep. Uh, no. Why would you need that much security? I don't. I don't know. I, I guess people would steal the rig stuff. <laughs> people in the, Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, Out in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? <laughs> well, there are too many moments that Jane should have either called it off or um, made way smarter decisions. Because yeah. she she correctly immediately calls you guys like really fucked up. Like what happened? We're mm-hmm. investigating this girl's murder and this guy's murder or death, and we see that you come to you and you have all these bruises and scratches with a really shitty excuse with shotguns drawn. Uh, we need backup. I'm getting out of here. Or yeah. fucking figure. I, I don't know. It and 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 the moment where the deputy is like, "Why are you flanking me?" That's a fucking good moment because it's tense. They're they're surrounding him, and she doesn't give a shit. Like, oh, and he's he's telling you yeah, you didn't you see didn't that see you don't see it you don't see what's happening you don't see it. It's so easy to see. They're all surrounding them with shotguns. Yeah, I'm so mad. At, I hate Jane. And, yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it's it's very, very frustrating. It, it is. It is very frustrating because she, she her complete ineptitude just mm-hmm. leads to the death of everybody because she decides to. She doesn't take control. The and guy is like, you're all walking in front of me. That's more of a thing to fucking cry about. Is her getting everyone killed? Is her getting everyone killed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that to, to me, ben. that is, that is, that fucking is, ben. that is the Rest thing. Rest in peace, Ben. That is the thing to cry about. Yeah. Justice for Ben. He's the one to warn her too, the fucking dumber, dummy. Yeah, because she didn't learn her lesson at the Little Feather trailer. She stands in front of the door, she stands right in front of the door, isn't listening to 
the dickhead obviously <laughs> telegraphing to Pete inside or whoever shot door. her. <laughs> She's right in front of the door. Anytime you want to fucking shoot her, go right ahead. And then she just stands there. Uh, why is the door locked? Are you sure he's in here? Are you sure someone's in here? Are you? Yeah. Are you sure someone's in this locked trailer? Why didn't she just say, give me the fucking keys. Open this. You go up there and you open this trailer. Yep. Come on. Make me mad. Yeah. Um, it, there's, there's a lot of that ineptitude that, that makes her really look weak. Um, that makes her look like that not very good FBI agent that you're referring to. Um, but it doesn't play all the way through. Yeah. She's learning as she goes, but she should know some things. Like, that. An, I mean, the closest I am to any kind of cop is my dad. Right? But I know enough not to be in that kind of position. Not to put myself in that kind of position or anyone else on my team in that kind of position. So, why doesn't she if she's an FBI agent? I don't know. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. And then the shootout happens. Well, after the flashback. And I love how quick it is. It's just, it starts and it's over so fast. And it's, it makes you so mad that, um, the drill rig security obviously won very easily and killed everybody. Um, and it's, it's such a well paced and directed scene. Like it's just, I I like, like, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it, but I think if Jerry, if Corey um, was Indian, I think it would have made it so much better, especially whenever he's popping those guys off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. From a distance. Mm -hmm. Um, And they can't see him because he has on his white camo. Um, yeah, I love I every time that great that shot comes up where where Curtis looks out. I'm like, shit, where was he again? I can't find him. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like bottom right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottom right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love it. I I love that. Um, yeah, I think it could be me- more meaningful, mm. and and more given more spiritual ending to him and Martin. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree. I love how when he shoots the one guy in the trailer, he just goes flying across the across the trailer and like topples over the table. Yeah, it's a good one. That's good. I feel bad for the guy who first called out the the flanking, and then he gets killed by that motherfucker. Yeah, he's trying. Is he he's the trying one who's trying to lo- reload yeah. his gun? And then it, he's and like, then "Come on, man, jams. let's go." Yeah, then his gun jams, mm-hmm. and that's what kills him. Yeah, makes me pissed off. Rest in peace, Ben. That makes me so mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's shitty but the flashback um like we haven't really really dove into it but that whole sequence is it's what made this movie so memorable for me and 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 so impactful because it's fucking terrifying it's so well acted it's 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 the crux of the movie in terms of of how brutal and sad of a situation that this reservation is in where these people who are outsiders who have been brought on their land to protect their, their property on their land ends up just completely taking ownership of this woman. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's just completely, completely horrifying and, and well-directed and well-acted. 
um, makes you fucking hate everyone and Pete especially that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think having the flashback there just to harp on that point again takes away the tension of what's about to happen when she gets shot through the door. Because when it cuts back, it's like it kind of resets that scene a little bit. Yeah. And now you don't trust anybody that she's with. Mm-hmm. You already didn't trust them. But now even you've now been told explicitly that they were the ones who did it. Yeah. And I think it, it takes away from that tension that's been building up. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Pete. Matt's a fucking hero. Matt's a hero. Love Matt. Um, that that what gets me is when he's on the floor being beat and he looks at Natalie by the door and and tells her to run. Mm. He says, Go, go. Yeah. And That's, she goes. Oh, How did uh, she get there? She was dropped off. She was dropped off by someone who was going to the From movies. Her, right, right, right. Okay. I don't know who she was dropped off by. It was it was a girl. She says explicitly it was a girl. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Um I have a problem Many. with the six mile run. Okay. In the snow. Um Okay. So so we get we get the lecture of the um pulmonary hemorrhaging. Twice in the matter of five minutes. Um, yep. One from Corey, and then again, almost word for word from the medical examiner, um, which could have been fucking cut. Okay. Um, and in both instances, they say, "Oh, you can't run. You 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 run and you breathe this stuff in, and it makes crystals in your lungs, and your lungs explode, and you bleed to death mm-hmm. inside your lungs, and you drown in your own blood." So there's conditioning, which could explain some of her running, um, being able to run further than a normal person because she has lived in Wyoming for 18 of these winters. She's run in the snow. She's run in the, the sub-zero temperatures before. Her lungs are used to it, maybe have more blood flow, um, not six miles worth. There's there's conditioning and then there's biology. So the biology of it is always going to win. Right. If if you get crystals in your lungs, you're going to die. You are very. <laughs> I think. So I looked it up. That's not true at all. Okay. It's not true at <laughs> okay. all. Okay. So, so I smelt the bullshit on it. As you breathe in. Um through your nose and heats up the air and prevents mm. that from actually happening. Okay. Um, but what if you breathe through your mouth? <gasps> I think, I mean, it's all connected. I think there's still a system, an internal system that, that warms it up, that warms it up and doesn't actually, you can't like freeze from the inside like that. Okay. I, well, I don't, where I, would they get, the, where would they come up with that? I don't understand from. why they can't just die of like, hypothermia (laughs) yeah of uh, exposure yeah i i would get that i why 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 is this why is there this thing then see i didn't even look it up so maybe i'm the stupid fool that fucking fell for it i thought it was real but 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 i didn't find it feasible that oh pete can only run 600 feet yeah but 
Natalie could run six miles. I, I think it, it, they just really <laughs> were trying to put the like she had so much courage and will to live. There's and, only so much courage and will, yeah. which will only get you so far. Yeah. I mean, I have the courage and will to beat cancer, but if I get cancer and it's terminal, I'm not going to live. Yeah. I mean, there's. <laughs> and, and it makes his little speech to Jay at the end so much more dumb. Like her, her little you, you were so, you know, he tells her she was so strong to, you know, just do what she did, whatever the fuck she did in this movie. I, I, you know, he, cause he says to her. Oh, to Jane. Oh, to Jane. Yeah, yeah. What does he say exactly? That really just upset me about, I don't know. He, he just gave her so much more credit. For oh, anything yeah, you, you saved yourself. Yeah. You yeah. saved yourself. You didn't have luck. You and, saved yourself. So, yeah. I don't, to yeah. me, it kind of diminishes the fact that the that <laughs> Natalie died. She's like, oh, you were stronger than her to survive this ordeal. And she doesn't do shit in the movie. Yeah, there's no there's no such thing as luck here. Yeah, yeah, luck, yeah. That's what it is. City. Yeah. You have luck in the city here at survival. Like, no, she got lucky that he was there to snipe everybody. She got lucky. Yeah, she got very <laughs> she got very <laughs> lucky that he killed the guy before he could pull the trigger and shoot her in the head. Yeah. It yeah, Oh, you I, women are spunky out here. Yeah, I I don't I don't see the need to have her lungs freeze to yeah. They could have had him get mauled by the mountain lions at the end. That's what they did. Uh, okay. That's what they did the, 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 the mountain lions are very interesting to me. Um, but I do like the fact that um whenever he sees where Natalie fell in the snow, it's a snow angel. Mm. And, I, really and I saw that the second time and I'm like, oh no. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Um the mountain lions and and the cubs, the only reason why they came down and killed livestock is because those guys drove past their den and drove them out of their den whenever they, they were driving back to the rig from dropping off Matt's body. Oh. Oh. That's why he doesn't kill them because they're killing, they're feeding, they're killing, and they're, they have a deer. They have a fresh deer. Um, so the only reason why they came down was because of them. And the only reason why he found Natalie is because he was tracking them. So they're kind of the, of the DSX machina in the the movie. That's really interesting. I didn't think about that. That's that's, I I like that a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, on my second watch, I'm like, Oh, I get them now. Yeah. I get get what these little creatures are now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's in there with her, her two babies. There's two babies that are dead. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's really meaningful and really, really well thought out. That's good. Yeah. I I only associate it with he's a hunter and he hunts and there's this <laughs> animal that he's beyond. <laughs> where he where where he's where he's like I hunt predators and, and she's like, well, why don't you why hunt don't you, a predator for why, me? Why don't you come hunt predator with me? And he's like, okay. <laughs> he says the same thing to Martin. That's what I'm a hunter. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do? I <laughs> That's what Jane is missing. She's missing Jodie Foster's Southern draw. That oh yeah, <laughs> so endearing and Silence of the Lambs. Corey, are you going to take me up that mountain again on snowmobile? <laughs> <laughs> 
You see up there? <laughs> you see the tracks that lead up there, that shadow over there? <laughs> oh my God, we found Maya. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there any last thoughts where we want to quotes? Tell me, Pete Mickens. <laughs> Did you kill and rape that girl? Just like that, she would say, just like that. <laughs> I want you to run. <sighs> it has so many good parts. And the more we talked about it, the maybe I've brought it down. Maybe I've the brought more, it down. The more no, I still I still love it for what it is. And I still um I think it could be better. I totally fucking agree with you that it could be better. But watching this, I'm like, there are so many lessons. Um that young people could could get from this movie. Um, take away its violence and even even the rape even the rape scene I think is is doable. I mean I wouldn't let I wouldn't I I was watching it last night. I started to watch it and and heaven came over. Um, so I'm like, not you can't watch this. I don't want you to watch this. Um, but then I thought, you know what? It, She'd be okay to watch this. I think um, 13, probably okay to watch this. Um, definitely high schoolers. This this would be a movie that I would fight to show and build a lesson around. What do you think uh, lessons like you would take from it to teach um, like teens or something? The meaning of morality. Um, what are what are uh, what are good things we can take from Corey's character that we can apply to our lives now? Um, using, using the film to kind of, kind of teach kids um, caring and um, nurturing behavior um, rather than negativity or, yeah. And you see both sides of that. Like mm -hmm. you're talking about Corey as, the pinnacle, the pinnacle. No, man, no. But, I mean, I mean, but, the, but like he, he is a not even just a man, but he's a, he's a good, good person. Yeah. And, and he's gone through so much tragedy. Then he, and he has so many personal lessons on how to deal with that and how and, to deal with others. And, and and you also see the flip side of mm -hmm. that too, um, with Pete and the oil rig guys on how destructive, um, that alpha male kind of behavior can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, we all watch that and we all see it and we all hate it. Yeah. Even the alpha males are going to watch that and fucking hate it because they're all going to relate more to Matt than they are to these other fucking rig workers. Right. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, in that scene, so, you have so both I versions. Think, I think it's very, um, I think it's an important thing to teach kids and, and, um, it would be something that, um, that I think I could sell. Um, that I don't think would be, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it would harm kids as much as, you know, having a drag queen come in and read to them. That would be way more harmful. <laughs> that would be way more <laughs> if you pitch it like that, you'd be like, Hey, yeah, like, hey well, a... I don't have a drag queen, but I got this movie that I think's kind of cool that I can show the kids. <laughs> Come on, I'm a hip teacher. <laughs> they want to see uh, gunshots at Elizabeth. Yeah, I want to at Elizabeth Olsen's yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally unnecessary, by the way. I think he just wanted to show her ass. Um, no, I think it was necessary. I think it was necessary to just throw her, show her thong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that joke. <laughs> I think that joke was funny. 
I don't want to give away my quote. Yep. Nope. I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think I'm done with all of my, my okay. jokey shit. Well, let's move on to quotes or let me look through my notes. Um, no, I've gone over everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I had a problem here. Like <laughs> the whole movie. No, uh, <laughs> I have a problem with this whole movie uh, that I loved the, so much and wanted you, to show you guys, that you but picked. now I shit all over <laughs> that I picked. Yeah, that I loved. Um, I hope I didn't bring this conversation down. Uh, bring every conversation down. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, because you're so small. <laughs> because you're so short. So, Chip, <laughs> Chip, why would he not tell him about Matt? Like when they learn that when 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 Chip learns that his sister is killed by this supposedly by this white guy, and then they're like, he's not going to say anything. Why not? Why wouldn't he say anything about this person that he referred to as a cracker that killed his sister? Um, I don't get that. That so was weird. May, I, I just took it as a they don't talk to cops. They don't. They're that's that's they're what I got from it. They, and he's especially not going to talk to Ben, and he's especially not going to talk to some woman FBI agent that he doesn't fucking know. That's why he would talk to to Corey. Okay, because he does know Corey. I'll buy it. I Corey, rescind Corey my complaint. Corey has known him since he could walk. Remember, mm-hmm. so he's been part of this. He's been part of Chip's life, um, for all of Chip's life. So, of course, Corey can go in and be fatherly and correct his behavior and sit in the back seat and get what he needs from him. He's the only one that could do that that was there. I take back my screaming. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think it could have been done a little better, maybe. Hmm. Like, not, not, I really like Chip and Corey in the back seat. Yeah, that's a good sign. I, I really like him moving in and pushing him over and, and getting what he needs out of him and kind of being a father to him and correcting him. Um, telling him, look, look that you chose this. You, you chose this shit. You kind of, you had dealing, so many options, giving him yeah. the hard facts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um, no one else could do that. No one there could do that. And that's what he needed. Um, could it have played out better uh, with Ben and Jane? Yeah. Because Jane's all of a sudden, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, Any, anything he tells you is not going to be admissible, and then we're not going to be able to get anything out of anybody anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I was like, well, no, he could totally go in the back seat and get Matt's name from him and tell you who we're looking for is Matt Rayburn. Uh, yeah, he could totally do that. There's nothing he's, he's not like working the case with her. Yeah. Officially. All you need to say, yeah. Anything he wants. Yeah. Oh, I heard this guy say this. This is what he said. I'm just pissed off. Yeah. Pissed off the world. Yeah. That I like that line too. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I chose a movie that I have changed thoughts on, <laughs> and I I, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. You don't. 
I don't want to be Debbie Downer. You weren't. I don't. I think it was a good movie to discuss. Okay. I, I, I loved our discussion. Yeah. Okay. I, I still like the movie. Just, I always think yeah. I talk. I always think I talk too much, especially when I get riled up about about movies. We're um, here to talk about movies, so don't yeah. apologize. I'm not apologizing. I don't apologize for shit. Um, I am starting quotes. Okie dokie. I'll give my quote. It's it's in Martin's com- oh, com- oh, Corey's conversation with Martin. Uh, when he's telling his story about um, when he went to grief counseling. And I'm skipping over the the quote that he gives, but he says, point is, Martin, you can't steer from the pain. If you do, you'll rob yourself. You'll rob yourself of every memory of her, every last one, from her first step to her last smile. Kill them all. Just take the pain, Martin. You hear me? You take it. It's the only way you'll keep her with you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I think it, it just speaks a lot to how their relationship is. I think that's like a really good moment to define how they interact. Um, and uh, you're, you, Brandon, you talked about how he's kind of sharing these lessons for Jane. And this is a really good moment where he's sharing this lesson for Martin mm-hmm. and um, how mirror their situations are makes that scene so emotional. And right before that, you had Martin just sobbing and like that's oh when he so, opens the door so and sad. martin starts to cry mm-hmm. after being so stoic with jane mm-hmm. that's where i fucking just lose it yeah it's a great great moment yeah uh and yeah that's my quote what about you brandon um uh, about that um you can get stuck in that pain and mm. never overcome it or never um learn to deal with it properly um So yeah, it's good advice, but you do need to push through and, and realize that you, you still have a life to live, which is something I've had to really fucking deal with in my life. Uh, honest and true. Um, and that is hard. It's hard. Um, it's hard moving forward after someone you dies. And I, I mean, I only had a spouse that died. Uh, heaven forbid I have a child that died. Um, which, you know, has happened. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's you good advice. He gives good advice. That Mm -hmm. is good advice, but you can get, get lost in that advice, lost Mm -hmm. in that advice. Um, and it's very hard to dig yourself out of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there has to be a balance to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to quote Alice because my other quote, I, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to quote Alice, whatever she's giving, um, Jane, uh, Emily's, uh, warm clothes, which I didn't realize until the second time around. Mm. Oh shit. This is, these are Emily's clothes. Yeah. Um, Corey gives, gives her a very kind of surprised look. When yeah. She whenever out. they, whenever they come out and there's a picture of, of Emily in that, that, uh, ski suit. Same. Yeah. Same suit. Yeah. Um, Alice says, Thermos can make underwear wedge in your bottom. And then she turns around and, and sees uh, Jane's butt. And she says, but I guess they're already there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way, the way she delivers, the way she just deadpan delivers it. Yeah. It just, it's so fucking funny to me. <laughs> need more Alice. We need more Alice. <laughs> we need more Alice. Yeah, she needs to show up after everybody's dead and go. There's a lot of dead people around here. Prob- I think I I think something happened. 
<laughs> probably should have seen the flank coming. <laughs> probably should have done your job better, Jane. <laughs> Not enough scenes. Nope. Now give me back those thermals. <laughs> what about your quote, Jose? Uh, my quote is one of uh, Martin's, and it's something that I, I wish this movie had more of. And it's when he says, why is it that whenever you people try to help us, you always insult us first? Mm-hmm. Mm. And and there's, I think this movie is missing so much of the power dynamic of Native Americans and having this white federal agent come in and have to do the job for them. I think there, there's a lot to be that's missed there. And, and I like that he acknowledges that their hands are tied, but they, and even their hands are tied, they're there to help and they're still rude and not, and I don't know. It, it, it's not that Jane is overly rude or anything, but she's kind of just insensitive. And so it, it's nice that it's called out and that it's a, a trend yeah. that they're not really there to help them. They're there because it's their job. Right, right. Because she comes that's, out of the gate. That's right before she goes back and sees Alice cutting herself, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that to me, if anybody were to open the door and see her doing that, when you have any kind of compassion, like, is she okay? Or like, she just seems to turn around and understand that, oh, this is some kind of, of. I don't even know if it's a ritual. I want to call Just it grieving. Call, yeah. call it a grieving ritual, but the woman is actually hurting herself and drawing blood on her arms. Is she suicidal? Like not understanding that and not asking questions, like turn around and say, I'm, I'm so sorry, but is, is she okay? Is there anything I can do for her? What can I, you know, you know, I'm here to solve your daughter's murder. I do not want to, be involved in your wife's death also what can i do and have that explained a little bit um kind of kind of tweaks that a little bit yeah Mm. because she is she just turns around like like oh i just opened the door on alice taking a shit i'm I'm gonna close the door and turn around i'm sorry yeah (laughs) that's a good disagreement you know yeah 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 because right before that that line she just comes in is like uh, care to explain why you let your daughter go with some guy you don't know and yeah. haven't met? And he's I, like, I, I totally like his response. Yeah, she was eighteen. She was eighteen, and I trusted her, and I, I shouldn't have. I just and kind of how like, how yeah. I kind of like take that scene is, you don't really see that when in movies with like murder movies. When it's an American white family, you don't ask them, where's your 18-year-old daughter? Because the the connotation of you leaving your household at 18 is a very American thing, not so much in minorities. And so it, to me, how, how that scene plays out is she's asking him because it's an outlier to her that them being Native Americans, it's weird that she left the house at 18. But I don't think she would be asking that same question if it was a white family. And definitely wouldn't be like, like so uh, judgy about it. Like right. why it wasn't like why is why why is she gone? It was like why did why didn't you research this guy? Why yeah, don't you know everything like, about this guy? It was like she was pointing the finger at Martin yeah. and blaming him for 
for letting her go out, which at 18, I was like, I'm out. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. 18. I would tell my grandparents, Hey, I'm going to spend the night at my friend's house. After we go have a bonfire and drink beer, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, I'm out. Um, and they were like, as long as we know where you are, you're all right. Mm. Uh, my grandparents are pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so I have another quote and it's from Pete. Oh, He's a real fucking piece of shit, but it's kind of the way he says it that I, I think like it's really that he's funny. such a, a piece of shit with no redeeming, no, redeeming yes, values no. whatsoever. But it's the his he's kind of overacting a bit, but like he's a piece of shit, and the way he overacts it is kind of funny. And the way that he says this line after um after uh Corey is is basically having him explain himself, and he just says. Archie, you just listen to me. You know what it's like out here that's frozen hell. Ain't no nothing to do. No nothing. Ain't, ain't no women. No fun. Just this fucking, this fucking snow and the fucking silence. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> <laughs> you did it good. Thank you. You did it good. I practice. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's the way he says that line. It's like I can't help but laugh sometimes because he's so like he's he's his whole body is in it and his voice is so silly. I love the way he runs. The way yeah. he runs away, he's just complete. Like he's just an idiot. Yeah. He took he took that role and fucking ran with it. Literally. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's great. Where's my fucking boots? Where's my boots? <laughs> oh, love to see, love when he opens up the blanket and his feet are just blue and purple and oh, yeah. fucking yeah. Well, all right, let's move on to meme reviews. I give this movie zero luck living out here out of one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it uh, one mama and two baby mountain lions out of three. I'll give this zero out of two boots. <laughs> uh, and let's move on to real reviews. Let's start with you, Jose. Uh, I'll give this a seven out of ten. I think the the movie's enjoyable, and if I didn't sit down and talk about it, I'd probably have a much I would hold it in much higher esteem. Um, yeah, you ruined it for him. Thanks, no, Blake. No, 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 I, I don't mean in like after a conversation. I mean watching it and actively trying to critique it to think about things to talk about bring, brought it down. Yeah. If I just went to the movies and watched this, this would be a solid eight for me because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's enjoyable and and has a lot of good emotional moments, good acting. And it had some bad acting. <laughs> and I oh, don't, and whose whose fault was the bad acting? Who's? I mean, I'm not gonna. Uh, it's Wilma. I'm not gonna insult her more than you already. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if she ever listens to this podcast, she's crying herself to sleep. I am. Man. I am banking <laughs> that Elizabeth Olsen and Timothy Chalamet never listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but if they do. I know you can do better. I have faith in you. I genuinely not, not think Timothy <laughs> that the women are written poorly in this movie. Mm. And a lot, I think that's a lot of the reason for her subpar performance. 
I don't know. I think a lot. I think the writing is not so strong then, for her. Well, maybe the writing's just not so strong for anything she's in. Then <laughs> <laughs> I try. I don't know if I think of a movie that I really like. Her. Continue. <laughs> um, though it wraps up way too quickly for me. I I don't like where the flashback is. I think the gimmick is a little cheap and it. It's like the flashback is placed there for the sake of the gimmick and not because that's the best place for the storytelling. Mm. And I really just have a big problem with the whole white savior thing in this movie. Not and I, I no no dig at Jeremy Renner for that at all. It's just the way the movie's written. Yeah. It just Yeah, I, I think having him be Native American would have been a better movie. Just make Ben the main character. No, yeah. <laughs> no, you can Corey Corey could totally be Native American and we could even make Jane Jerry Jeremy Renner. Sure. Um it doesn't need to be a female. Uh it's it's nice to have a female there though. Yeah. Maybe we just have uh Jeremy Renner do drag. <laughs> Yeah, we just do the. No, that's uh, dangerous. We Kids just do the parent it. trap, but with Jeremy Renner, and he plays, <laughs> and he plays a Native American. <laughs> he plays husband and wife. <laughs> oh, he plays, oh, he plays <laughs> Jeremy Renner could play the the Native American and the FBI agent, and they were actually twins, but one is Native American and one is white. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, seven out of ten. Okay, Brandon, what about you? Um, I'm not going to deduct more than I did. Um, I, I like the writing, but there are parts where it needed some workshopping. Um, and I, I'm really interested to see how, how his writing has, has developed. I'm, I'm giving it a nine out of 10. Because I think it's a very interesting movie that, um, I don't know, that that I could see teaching from, I guess, really, and for its for its flaws and for a lot of the flaws that we discussed and that were brought up, um, I think there's there's a greater greater story whenever you look under the hood that's more meaningful. And it sounds like it really kind of affected you emotionally as well. Like, you oh yeah, the start, oh yeah, know? oh yeah. the The pain is very real in in the film, and and yeah, I I mean, I have I have suffered from writing a native and a Native American based film with a white uh, protagonist and a Native American. Well, he's not really an antagonist. He's used. Um, I have like tried those. really, really hard when writing that to write strong women in it. Um, but maybe I would have to go back and, and re relook at that and relook at my writing and, and um, maybe call up a couple cousins and, and collaborate a little bit hmm. and see what they think. Cause I do have Choctaw um, relatives, oh. Choctaw cousins, half Choctaw. Um, because because I would hate to be in this kind of situation where I have a movie that's a great a great movie and then 
I get the finger point in me. Why, why is a white person writing a native American movie? Don't we have enough of those? I don't have any problem with Taylor Sheridan making this movie. No, no, but, but he shouldn't be the voice that's telling this. Um, that's raising the concerns about, um, native American women, um, going missing. It's, it's noble and it's just, but I can see where some people would have a problem with it being done through his voice because now he's the actual white savior. (laughs) Um, so, so yeah, it gets kind of, it gets kind of murky and confusing and, and, um, a little bit, uh, a little bit silly at times, but, but yeah, I give it a nine out of 10 because it really did, uh, I I I think um if you're watching it and you're not critiquing it like you said um I think I think it is easily a 9 movie for me. Yeah. Okay. Um I I have this movie as a 5. <laughs> but I I I talking about it I really do remember that like the strengths of this movie that have held up um like the the flashback scene and like the scenes with Martin and Jeremy Renner's performance like it, it really does I, I think I would be kidding myself with a five. So I'm I'm giving this movie a six out of ten mm. um on this watch through. And and I and and that's partially because I, I I loved this movie and I showed it with my mom and she loved this movie. And I maybe I just got jaded about a specific part of this movie that like stuff really st- I, I think this time around Jane really bugged me and and having no Native American like pro like leads bugged me and, and I think that kind of uh, really brought the movie down throughout like its entire runtime, and and regardless, there is some really strong writing, and and there are a lot of really great character moments. Um, the music is incredible. I think a lot of the directing is really incredible. The cinematography is great. The movie looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good stuff about this, but I mean, we've I've talked about everything of that like the problems that have popped up on this viewing. Um, but. Uh, but yeah. none of those raise it up past a six for you. Not I. Th- not this viewing. I. I don't know. Maybe mm. I'll change my mind on a later time. But for some numbers reason, are arbitrary. They're really. so arbitrary. They're so arbitrary. But I, I walked away from watching this movie this because time. you know we all agree that you know welcome to whoop whoops the tent. <laughs> sure. Um, In I private. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have my professional critic. Uh, <laughs> Public opinion uh, lowered for saying that whoop whoop is a ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so yeah, I'll give it a six out of ten, and 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 uh, uh, maybe if I rewatch it a couple years from now, I'd raise it. I don't know. It's all arbitrary, like you said, Brandon. So who knows? But well, yeah. you know what? You know, I think also um, it it's one of those movies where um, if you've lived through. Um, the kind of this kind of loss or if you've seen someone live through this kind of loss or have been close to it I think it hits a little harder I really do even if it's not the murder part of it even if it's just the rape part of it or if it's um, um, not even not even your own uh, kids but a parent or a spouse I think I think it might hit a little harder um, whenever you be like this with that in the back of your mind, it brings up the loss. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
Um, so maybe in 25 years you can maybe. watch it again. Yeah, maybe when my child passes. And I, hope, and, I, <laughs> and I really hope that neither of you have any of any kind of fat loss in your lives ever. But it's it's inevitable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm young now. Yeah. I won't have the experience of handling the grief as as others will, as in the words of Corey. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, some people do and some people don't. Yeah, and, you know, you lost your dad when you were really young. Mm. Um. That has to play into a lot of stuff too. Mm. Other, some things hit more than they do oh, other people. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, the first thing that came to mind is Onward. Holy Onward, shit. Onward. <laughs> the, whenever I watched Onward, I like immediately texted <laughs> yeah. you and I said, "Are you all right?" <laughs> okay, let's pick another movie. I get to pick again. Who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll get Hell or High Water this time. Oh yeah, maybe. Okie dokie. I spun them around real fast. Our spun next all, movie. It's in there 12 or 11. Okay. okay. It is another one of mine. It is Inside Out. <laughs> all nice. right. Yeah. Following this movie, it's Inside Out. This is out. the second time we've drawn Inside Out. Yeah. But oh, yeah. This is the second time. <laughs> we didn't, Brandon, you watched it already, I think, when we pulled it before we changed it. I thought why you did said, we change it? I can't remember. Um, I don't remember why we changed it. We changed we it. We were doing a Rach and Steph? No, it was Noah came on and we wanted him to pick the next oh, one. Oh, yeah. and we did Tremors. Yeah, because we weren't, we weren't, oh, no, we weren't sure if he was going to come on for that episode. So we pulled one in case he, in case he. Is that why we did it? That sounds right. Yeah, in case he couldn't make it. We we wanted a movie drawn. I don't need a reason to watch in and out in and out Oh, I mean, <laughs> inside, inside out. out. Yeah, inside out. <laughs> in and out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's dig deep into those emotions we might have felt in this movie and figure out everything involved in it and get happy, get sad, get angry, get disgusted, and get scared. I think I'm always scared. <laughs> every day yeah <laughs> so scared right now yeah i'm really scared right now <laughs> oh yeah what are you disgusted i'm disgusted because i got the milk grumblies in me yeah i've heard you sitting over there farting in your chair i farted a couple times what where, where, where are you angry uh, yeah i'm usually angry <laughs> <laughs> about we'll <come> something <laughs> arbitrary none of us have joy <laughs> no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>